Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today I have an incredible guest. She's an icon. It's almost surreal that you're even here because... Just a few years ago, I was in my apartment in New York watching Ladies of London, and now you're on my podcast. Welcome, Caroline Stanbury. Oh, there's no applause. I'll just pitch myself. There's no applause. But it's, <laughs> it's surreal for me. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever had that moment where you're like, how did I get here in a good way? I have many uh, what-the-fuck moments. Like how, how like surreal moments where you kind of helicopter yourself and go, am I really here? But yes, I, it does. It does. And the great thing is you'll have many more of those. Yes. So I was on your pod, which I can't wait to listen to. And now you're on mine. And is that what you call it? A pod. pod. Yeah. 
Oh, I've got to get the lingo. <laughs> and so I kind of just wanted to talk about your life because it's so amazing. And you have so much going on right now, I think more than ever in your 40s. More than ever. Like, honestly, more than ever. I mean, if anyone thought they were going to slow down and put, kick off their shoes, you know, I actually, when I moved to Dubai, I actually thought I was going to be a housewife and, put, you know, and do nothing. And I am busier than I've ever been in my life. My head spins off in so many freaking directions. I literally, my brain is a Rubik's Cube. Amazing. So I want to start from the beginning. So we have a lot in common. You grew up in England in a very conservative British home. And so... I'm sure, you know, we've both talked about this. You kind of were told, okay, you have to go to this school. You have to get married at this age and kind of living that life of checking boxes. But I can't really see you doing that. So did you have that? Did you date a lot? Did you meet a lot of guys before you got married? What was that like in your home? Growing up, I guess, I grew up in the countryside. So, there, you know, it wasn't, and I went to an all girls school. So it wasn't like I had like, shitload of men to choose from. My parents were, you know, they're quite relaxed in one way. They're strict in other ways. So, you know, obviously I grew up in the countryside, so their house was always open. They were always, all my friends used to come over to my house. But dating, you know, we were all like brother and sister. You know, it was a local village. I, my, my drive was like five miles long, you know, so like it, it wasn't like there weren't people around other than the, the village people that I met. So like, and then by the time you've walked three times around the village, you know, everyone. So you weren't really, you didn't really want to date them. Yeah. There was no one serious. And, and, and I, I kind of just, I was a bit of a tomboy. So I just liked boys as like, I just saw them as my brothers. Yeah. You know, I've got two brothers as well. And then you obviously moved to the city and then yes. did you start dating? Yes. I moved to the city. I moved to London. I went to London when I was about 16, actually. And my parents were like, now you're going to get a job, you know, and be serious. And I came home with a, I came home with a bar job. I was a shot girl in a nightclub. They were furious. It was not the job that they wanted at all. And it was so cool. I had the best fun because I was like the key to the club. I was the only person that would go to a nightclub and be paid to like get the right people in. I had the, and they would give me like the best table in the house as well. And then this is when I stopped working. I did another, I did another job where I was like, you know, the PR for the clubs. Yes. And then I would get the best table and like drinks everywhere and everyone wanted to be with me. And so it was just such a fun time, I think. And there were like boys everywhere. But I always had sort of semi-long-term boyfriends. It, I wasn't that pretty growing up. I really wasn't. So like, I think I was the one that everyone was attracted to, like personality wise. Yes more than beautiful. Like I had like brown hair. I was a little bit overweight, freckles, you know, like I just, just wasn't cute. And, um, like, like that I had so many, all my girlfriends were models. So like, I was just always the one everyone wanted to be with. I was always the fun one, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I can relate because my parents, we wanted to work in the mall growing up and my parents were like, absolutely not. Like everyone's going to think we're poor. Like you can't work at the mall and you can't get a job because that's not what you do in, you know, our culture. So I can also relate to not looking good. I was a late bloomer. And, you know, I think in my mid 30s is now when I actually have had the most confidence ever. And I didn't date guys either. And same, I would count on being funny, right? I mean, people think I'm funny. I don't think I'm funny. But you just depend on your personality. 
I was, I mean, I was, I am the funny one and I'm still funny. Yeah. Except now I've understood how to make myself look better. And by the way, I've learned, don't you want to be a late bloomer? Because all the ones that bloomed when I was at school and like the hot ones that everybody wanted to be with are now not hot. Absolutely. So at what point were you like, okay, I have to get married. And then were your parents like, Caroline, it's time to get married. They didn't say that. They, it was just always like an unsaid timeline, really. I was a debutante. It's ingrained in you. Like if you're anything over 21, 22, it's like, oh my God. I wasn't in a massive hurry, but, uh, you know, my friends were getting married. Yeah. So, you know, obviously my friend, watching my friends get married, my parents want it. And I actually, I had, I mean, look, I wasn't not dating before when I was, uh, I had an eight year boyfriend that was eight years older than me. That was a, you know, a male model or something. Whatever. Yeah. Um, as you do. Then I dated a guy in New York for a couple of years. As you do. I moved, I literally went for a weekend, said to my parents, I was getting over the first guy, went yeah. for the weekend, met the second guy and never came home. So I was like a serial, serial monogamist. Very glad I didn't I didn't marry the model, and they wanted me to marry the they wanted me to marry the guy in New York. Then I then after him I met my husband, so I was really lucky. I think that's part of the problem. I think you're just so pushed. It's like the first guy that comes along afterwards when you're at the right age. You're like him. I'll take him. Exactly. He, he asked me, and you don't really think why you're doing it. Yeah, you're just doing it because everyone else is. Yeah. And so when I was. 29, I think that's a key age for women, even in my generation, 29 to 30, everyone gets engaged because they don't want to be 30 and single. Uh, who put that timeline? I don't know. It's so crazy. And why are people listening? You know, I, I don't get it because it's like, it's a disaster for the female race and actually for the male race because we put so much pressure on, we settle or we compromise. I hate that word compromise. I can't tell you girls, don't compromise. There is no need. Um, there's no need to settle. If you're in love and it blows up and then it blows over, that's okay too. Don't put these pressures that, as I've said to you many times, that if you know that Miss right now is perfect, right here, right now. I, I, you know, whether he's here for five years, 10 years, no years, if you want to get married, I think a great marriage is eight years. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Great marriage at 10 years. What, who are you to tell me that my marriage didn't mean anything because we broke up? My marriage meant everything at that time. At that time. I'm not belittling my children and everything I've done because I met a new guy now and we've got started a new life. That doesn't discredit my old life. No. It just means it's a different life. And I'm a totally different human. If you'd seen me back then with my ex-husband, you wouldn't even know the, who this person is and how great that this person was able to come alive. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you were brave enough to make that decision, especially in, you know, these communities where everyone's talking and, you know, everyone knows you had a beautiful marriage, you have a beautiful family. And then, you know, it ran its course. And then you met Sergio now. And then I met Sergio. And so... How did you get over the age gap? For those of you who don't know, Caroline is dating a guy named Sergio who looks like Maluma baby. And he is hot as hell, I but you so are hot as people. hell too. And so, you know, your friends, right? Your married friends, like me, like my community, they're like, oh, you're 36, you're not married? Like, what's wrong with you? 
And then I'm sure you had that. I've heard it on your podcast, guys. It's called Divorce Not Dead, where they're like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And it's like, who are you to tell me what to do with my life? You stay in your lane and live yours. Agreed. And uh, let me tell you, so uh, getting over the age gap was, it was about everyone else more than me because everyone else felt like, what the, you know, it, it was always like, what are you going to do when you're 80? That's exact line that I heard. Um, what are you going to do when you're 80? And I'm like, I don't know what I was going to do with my husband when I was 80. He could have gone. He could have met someone in two, you know, in two years. Yes. I, I don't know whether Sergio will be here when I'm 80. I don't know, nor do I care. That is not my goal. I, I'm not looking to grab a mate off the street so that I'm not alone at 80 because I have plenty. I have, first of all, I have three children. I'm never going to be alone. And second of all, I have friends. I have a shitload of girlfriends. Like for me, the old age thought that, you know, me and whichever partner it is, and maybe the one that hate I hate because I'm too scared to let him go, so I don't be in the I can't be in the house on my own. Is and I are sitting in a house staring at each other, you know, for the rest of my life, just because that's what we're meant to do. Are you fucking kidding me? This is how I'm retiring. I'm starting a retirement village on an island with all my girlfriends, and we'll have a bar in the middle, and then the people can come in and out, and we'll just, you know, have stories with hot guys that come to town. Great. And if they do or they don't, we will have a fucking blast with our own restaurants. We share all our staff because at the cost, while we're all there, we all pool our money together so that if someone's rich or whatever, we can all pay our own bills. We have little houses. No, we've all talked about it. Little houses next to each other. And then, you know, whatever you put in to buy your house, you get back for your family. When we, look, I've really overthought this. You've like created um, a business plan, hon. I actually have. And I'm like, and I'm going to be just fine. Now, Sergio doesn't like the fact I don't include him in this island. And I've said to him, if he wants to be in an old people's island with me, which I highly doubt, but he has like envisaged himself pushing my chair around, but I don't see, but if he does, he's of course welcome. I'll always take a pity fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise I'm good. I love that idea. And You know, that leads me to something else that I want to talk about. I'm 36. I've frozen my eggs. I know you have your three babies and you've frozen your eggs as well. And I will say, some guys tell me, oh, Anish, we don't care. We don't care if you've done that or not. It's not something, you know, that's on the top of my mind. But I find that hard to believe because at the end of the day, I say we're in the animal kingdom. Men have testosterone. Their brain is like, you know, we have to reproduce. And so what do you think about that for, you know, the men out there and for the women out there listening? Is that a deal breaker? I think, you know, some men, they want a 25 year old so that they can reproduce with her. Oh, bollocks. First of all, your yes, it is a fact that your reproduction organs are slowly dying. That's a fact for all of us, unfortunately, but you may as well put it as ugly as you want so that you know how to fix it, right? Yes. And I'm sorry, I also don't agree with, and I would tell anyone, I have three little darlings, which I absolutely love, but I think you all know that I, like, bringing up children should be put off. Yes. It should be put off when you're not in your 20s and 30s, when you can be having the best time of your life, because we're living till we're 80. Why the fuck do you want to tie yourselves down now, where you can't travel, you can't move, you can't take a job, you can't 
be free to do anything. I mean, I put myself in, I, I, I know how it is. Like I have to get nannies, the expenses, you know, it, there's so many constraints to my life because of your, my children. Now I wouldn't change a thing about having children, but if I was telling my daughter whether she should have a child early thirties, I'd be like, fuck no, party yes. your ass off now. Go to Mexico, go to Ibiza, go have a laugh, go enjoy yourself. You will never get this time again. What a joy. Like, you know, Sergio wants to have babies with me, right? So what a joy to have them in your 40s. I, I actually know who I, who I am. That's why I, I asked I you, because I wanted yeah. you to give the people that answer, because that's how I feel, you know, now, let's say, you know, right and now. And what, what are you talking about? Some ill-educated man thinks you can't have a baby. You can have a baby till you're 55. Well, that's okay, what I'm wait. saying. You need to find the person who has a brain and is aware and open-minded and knows, hey, this isn't the case. And right now I'm talking to a 30-year-old, you know, and he hasn't brought it up at all. And it's something I brought up, which is, you know, something I think I'm not going to lie. It does become an insecurity at times. You know, I'm human. It is something I think of. And... I've frozen my eggs and they were like, well, do you want to just get married and have kids? I'm like, no, actually, I want to get married, enjoy a few years together and then have the child because I can, because I froze the eggs. And you can. And you know what? I don't think it takes any of, in fact, it takes the pressure off sex because sex for a baby isn't much fun. If you, if you don't, have babies easily. No one wants to have a stick waved in their face and says, get upstairs. I don't know about you, but it's like not, not interesting to me. So, you know, and and it's certainly, if you've already frozen your eggs, it doesn't really take a lot more. Takes two minutes for him to to, to get the sperm and to to do that. And then you can sex and just be about fun again. Yes. You know, so that's a load of bollocks and it's an ill-educated man. And if, if there's a man that thinks that, that way, you don't want him anyway. Like Sergio was the really first, amazing. the first to say to me, can we go and freeze your eggs? Yes, <laughs> not me. Not me at all. Darling, I've got three kids. Do you think I'm rushing down to, to like have more? But then I was like, you know, I'll freeze them because then we have the option. It'd be awful if I couldn't and he wanted. Yes. Well, speaking of sex and fun, apparently you're having the best sex of your entire life right now with Sergio. Mhm. What do you want to know? I want to know it all. Like what are how many times a week? Like what's going on because I watch your IG stories and I'm like jealous sitting in my parents' house, you know. I am moving to New York in a month. And so things are going to change, but yeah, I think we like look at you with, you know, awe because you guys are just so hot together and we're like they're probably having a lot of fun. And like you said, your kids are walking in like, what the hell is going on there? Super jealous. Well, um, true that. So when we started, no joke, I don't know what happened. I think we just exploded and we'd been friends for a while. So I think by the time it happened, we were just so ready. Yes. Um, we were having it like, I don't know, six times, seven times a day. A day? A day. Oh my God. A day. Now we get probably, you know, once a night. It's wow. good. That's, that's really refreshing to hear. I mean, it's difficult. If the kids aren't here, we'll do two. But like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I live with nine people. Yes. Nine people um, <laughs> in my house. It takes a so, village. 
it takes a village to make this run. So uh, holidays as well. But like, you know, we're quite good. And we, you know, we're also just coming up with stuff that I'm living my sort of sexual bucket list. And things I think when you've been married a long time, you're embarrassed to, you're embarrassed to ask for things. And, you know, now I'm not embarrassed to ask for things. Yes. So, you know, I think all the things that you missed out on or maybe didn't get, you know, you can say, oh, I wish I'd tried that. And we put on movies and, right. you know, you know, I, I'd never seen a porn till what? I was, no. So that's, I think, where I we differ. Like, I'm a very sexual person and I kind of. No, nothing till I, till I really, really met him. Um, I just never watched it. So, I mean, I'm like, at, well, you, you know, I am having a, you know. Time of awakening. your life. Yes. And so I think for me, what I love about you the most is your positive mindset. I think that's what inspires me because people don't know that you were married. You kind of had this life, you know, that life that a lot of people in my culture have where your husband takes care of everything and then you work. But you kind of when that ended now, you kind of manifested this entire new life for yourself. You now kind of rule the roost. You have this beautiful home. And so I want people to know out there, like, how did you get there? Because a lot of people, a lot of women, they stay in these marriages, they stay in these relationships to, you know, have a roof over their head. And I don't want that for women. No, and nor do I. And I want to explain a few things. And I think, you know, I, I, I do this a lot. And there's a misconception that I'm somehow worth millions and millions of dollars. And I am not, you know, my, my family, not my parents, but like my other family, distant, distant, maybe. Yes. Have I, I, I don't even know half of them. And I, even if I went, wanted some of their millions, I, I doubt they'd give it to me. So I am personally not worth gazillions of dollars. And I wish people would stop writing that I am because it actually hinders me more than yes. helps me. So I live monthly like anybody else. And I earn every penny that comes into this house. And so when I left my uh, ex-husband, you know, it was scary. And obviously he contributes, and, but not to the lifestyle I have. Like, not for all this. Yes. And, you know, so I think women were, you know, people were waiting for me to, like, get a small apartment, downsize my life. And what did I do? I made it bigger. I hired two, three, four, five staff, as in, like, for my business. Yes. Because I grew my business, which is growing and growing and growing. I have upgraded my house. I started four or five different businesses. I can't tell you what I'm doing right now from, like, I mean, carpet lines to shoe line deal coming out, like so many things. Yes. I can't even tell you. My head wants to spin off. I decided go big or go home. And, you know, I, I, every day you're like two, three months before you could go broke. Yes. And it's like, I believe if you believe in yourself and you keep going, things happen. Things happen. If I sat in that tiny apartment going, my God, I, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I don't know if I'm going to do this. I think it just wouldn't happen. You know, I think things get on top of you. And I'm not saying everyone can go out and get a giant fucking house. Don't, don't, you know, absolutely not. I'm saying that whatever your, your limits are, you know, build a life for yourself in that limit, right? I was already, I was already the face of 
multiple companies. So I knew what I was earning and I lived in my budget, but stretched, you know, everyone goes, you should be saving like for later. And I I should, don't get me wrong, but I also need, want to live large now when my kids are fucked off in eight years. Why do I need a giant house? I need a two bed, a one bedroom apartment. My kids can visit me. I don't need this lifestyle. I don't need two housekeepers. I don't need, uh, you know, these, any of this help. Yeah. I probably won't be running these businesses. I won't have all this. And then I can have a gorgeous apartment and I'll be just as happy in that too. And I think that that's being happy where you are. Making your home your haven is key. You know, like the first thing I did was like decorate this. So like within an inch of its life, so it's me. But yes. again, I went to like Ikea. I'm, you know, I, I spray paint things. I, I really, you'd be shocked at what I, you know, how I reconditioned things. All my old cast curtains, I cut down. I just stuck new yeah. pelmets on. You know, there are such clever ways to do it. And my house is fucking fabulous. It's and gorgeous. It, it's all colors. And it's like all me. And like, you know, everything I needed, I, I did collabs and I got what I needed. And, you know, I was resourceful. And it's also okay to say, yes, I make money. I work hard. And this happened to me because this is what I wanted. And I had a vision and I made it happen. Let's not dim our light. You're a hard worker. Yes. And I work all hours of the day, all hours. For me, I I deserve, I deserve this now. I deserve to have the nice clothes that I want. I deserve the, you know, I deserve it. And I'm grateful for it. If you're grateful, I never feel like, you know, I'm owed it. Yeah. I'm not owed it, but I work fucking hard for it. I don't have an hour in the day. I just did a podcast on ladies that don't lunch. I love not that. Out yet. I don't want to lunch, honey. And do you, did you ever make a vision board? Did you ever do that? No, because I'm too lazy. I don't even, <laughs> that takes time. So I guess but you I watch just visualize. Yeah, I wish I did. Um, I'd like one. I'd like one. So if anyone out there wants to make me one, I'd love it. Maybe someone in the village, the Caroline village can do it for you. Mm. Well, they're so busy too. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's very scary. I, you know, left a relationship which was very cushy. And now I'm obviously cushy in my parents' house and I'm taking the next step. I'm dipping my toes in the water. I'm moving to New York. I'm going to test it out. And it's all very scary. I'm kind of where you were at when you first moved into the house you're living in now. And so there's a lot of emotions. No, this will be the best thing for you. Where you are now is holding you back, sadly. I agree with you. You know, this, it's scary, but it's going to be the making of you. You're too comfortable where you are right now. Absolutely. We have a village, my mom's village, right? But it's not mine. Yes. No, it's not your village and it will never be yours. Yes. And actually, it's going to put men off. You you need to do you now. You need to decorate your house. Decorating your house is a big thing because you know it's going to be everything's yours. Everything's your style. And it doesn't. that's my point. It doesn't matter whether it's designer or it's from Ikea. You bought it. It's the most exciting fucking thing in the planet. You know, I really think that this will be something that you that you remember this day and you need to do now. And if you don't do it, I'm going to have to come down there and pull you out. And, and, and this is the only thing. It's not men holding you back. It's your situation holding you back. For sure. You know, I, I, I don't think I would want to date a 32-year-old no. living at home. I don't would want you, to would do you, anything would you, in my parents' house, obviously. No, of course not. Gross. And who wants to But You're 32 years old. You can't go out Honey, to dinner. Honey, I'm 36. Oh, th- 36. It's even worse. <laughs> How can you go out for a date and say, I, I don't. 
Well, don't thank God. You'll never date again. <laughs> so I'm never that big step. So there's a lot happening for me, too. And are we going to have a wedding because you just got engaged? Yes, we will. When I can't tell you soon, I hope okay. we, we were very, very keen. I want an engagement party to sit first. I haven't even had one of those. You should. You should do everything. I know. I'm actually making the dress. It's wow. being made as we speak. Wow. Well, I guess we'll both tool. be attending each other's weddings. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You've been to an Indian wedding, I'm assuming. I have once, yes. Yes. So you'll go to a second yeah. one. But yeah. I love you. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy boss lady. Thank you so much for joining the pod. We love you. And can't wait to see what's in store for both of us. Thank you. I've loved it. It was really fun and really um, oh, peppy. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Which one, Taz? Right, thank- Taz. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Caroline. Bye, darling. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.